some of these things that I was just giving you advice on was stuff that I needed a reminder of on this weekend. So <laughs> my big news <laughs> is... Say it, say it, say it. I got a new snoot. We got a new doggy. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to Let's Boop Snoots. I'm Heidi. And I'm Vero. And And we have an exciting episode. We have an exciting episode. It's so exciting. Um, we are just going to talk about what's going on in the world of our snoots, Vero and yeah. I's snoots, and other snoots as well. Um, but yeah, we've got some excited, exciting, exciting stuff to share with you today and some yes. discussions for us to discuss. Yes. <laughs> would you like, discuss would you like to start? Some discussions. Yes, Let's I will start. Discuss some discussion. Let's discuss Ralph. Let's figure out what's going on with Ralph <laughs> or me or both. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I feel like, so Ralph is one year old, one years old now. So he's like a teenager. Um, and I feel like he's regressing. And I think part of the problem is me because I haven't been spending time really training him. So I feel like he's regressing. But... Um, first his walks have become awful. I haven't walked him much. He's really just going to the park with my boyfriend after work. Cause I've been arriving home late. Um, so I feel like he's lost maybe some training there and he is obsessed, obsessed with mochi. Like, I don't know what to do about that. We mochi went to the is, park today. Mochi is his mochi, cousin. Yeah. Mochi is Ralph's cousin. She's a Samoid, so they're not like really, really related, but it's uh, my boyfriend's sister's dog. And she's super cute. So cute. Very, very cute. I can see why he's obsessed. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, he does not listen to anybody if Mochi's around. Like at all. That's crazy. Yeah. So we were at the park and we were able to get hold of Ralph and I put the slip lead on mm-hmm. and we decided to leave because we were mm-hmm. meeting other people uh, for another play date and <laughs> talking play date. And we were trying to leave and Mochi was behind Ralph and he didn't want to leave and he kept like trying to run back and I kept like pulling him forward um, and then he would lie down. So I'd put some pressure on the leash and say, Ralph, come. But then at some point, he like really choked and he vomited some foam. Oh, no. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know what to do. We ended up we ended up going to the pet store and getting him a prong collar. Um, We had one previously, but it wasn't the right fit. Mm-hmm. And this one seems okay because we went to the pet store. We brought Ralph in and he was pulling everywhere. And then I was able to walk him in the pet store with the prong collar on without oh, okay. him really pulling. That's good. Mm-hmm. I think I need to come have a look with you because even with like around mochi and stuff like that and the prong collar, you might be able to get a little bit more focus. focus. Yeah. Is it just mochi or is it every time you go to the park? It's just mochi. So mochi is like his squirrel. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Big white floofy squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> but um, they used to spend... So Ralph used to go to Moti's place during the day and they would play every day. And now he doesn't. So oh, I don't okay. know if he like misses her or... I don't know. And that's okay, but he should still be focused on you rather than Mochi. Mm -hmm. Mochi is going to be the reward, you know? Yeah. And how is Mochi's training and recall and all that? Does she listen well when... Yeah. Oh, yeah? So when Ralph was listening very, very well, even when Mochi was there, Mochi didn't listen well. <laughs> oh, okay. And now it's the reverse. Okay. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah, so a, not, as long as we know way. where Mochi is, we know where Ralph is. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So we got him the e-collar. And the other thing yes. is that we had the e-collar on at mm -hmm. the park today because yeah. Ralph loves to hump Mochi. <laughs> yeah. And we had it up to like 40 and we could see it like fire. No care. Doesn't care. Hmm. I swear I could have put it up to a hundred and he would have been like mochi. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So this would be my recommendation going forward. I, I agree with you with maybe some of the, like is, is your boyfriend when he takes Ralph for a walk to the park, is he doing a structured walk and having him focus and doing all the exercises that they drive doing, to the park? It, oh, they drive to the park and then he just gets out and goes for a free for all. Mm-hmm. Okay. He plays fetch with them. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, that's good because it gets some of the energy out. Um, what, especially now with the prong, what, so when you go for a walk, are you having, like, is he triggered by things and pulling and looking this way and that way and sort of all over the place or? Yeah. When there's a dog, he wants to go see the dog. Uh, we had the gentle leader, which he just didn't like. Like he would just lie down and not yeah. want to, not want to walk. Mm -hmm. uh, and then sometimes he would paw at it, and he was actually able to remove it from his nose, from his snoot, yep. from his snoot. And then he would start pulling because it yeah. would just really be like attached to his collar. Yeah. So as soon as it's like off, he starts pulling, and it's yeah, he's really yeah. strong. I can't control. I, him. I know. I know. Um, even walking with, uh, well, I'll get to that later, but, um, so, um, this would be my advice moving forward. So now that you have a prong collar that fits a lot better, again, you do kind of want to start back to the basics. So I think there's videos and I've explained this before where you're like first working with a prong, there's these things called one eighties that you do where you let them walk to the like end and start inside. So let them walk to the end of the e mm -hmm. leash, but you want to be guiding him with the prong collar wherever like you're in charge of going. So you want him to listen and follow the direction, whatever direction it is that you're going in. And then the one eighties is where you let him walk to the end of the leash to the point where he's pulling. And then you pull him back. And as soon as he, he turns around, you let go of that, toitness that like the tension of the leash right because this mm -hmm. is again pressure work which we've discussed like multiple times on the show so once you get him a able to follow you around with the prong collar like gently pulling on tension getting him to turn this way getting him to turn that way let's turn back this way now where he's following where you're taking him with the prong collar 
then you bring it outside. So again, like start on your front lawn or on the front of your street or whatever, doing like 180s. He does super well with that though. Like I've done that with the slip lead. Yeah. And I did it with the e-collar and he just follows. So the next thing. And I turn thing that... like different ways, right? I turn left or I turn right. And he's yep. really good. Like if I turn into him, yep. he like tiptoes. Oh, okay. Tiptoes and then turns like on a dime almost. So I would still um, I would still do it again for the next couple of days with the newer collar that's a toitor fit. Mm-hmm. And um and maybe start in your backyard or like on your back deck with him first, like just doing it a bit. So just do, I would say two days of that. And again, if he's picking it up and he's doing really well, like he did originally, now it's time to start going on your walk. Now, the next thing that I um, noticed and you'll see in some of these videos, and this was extremely helpful to me because I did the first time I started doing structured walks and working with the prong collar was with Becky. My dear, sweet RIP, Becky. And uh, then you start look. you're watching them too as you're walking. So you have them on the prong collar. And when you're walking, it should be face forward and ears back. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you're watching him and you're walking. And especially if you see a squirrel or a dog or mochi <laughs> further up the street <laughs> before he does. Uh, I would even do a 180 right there. If you see a dog coming, do a 180 and turn back the other way, walk back the other way, do another 180, come start, keep on walking in the same direction, do another 180. So now you have him in training mode again, where he's like, oh crap, we're doing this again. Okay. I got to listen to, to mama. Okay. She wants me to go mm-hmm. this way. She wants it. So again, you're gaining the focus like right away. And then I would continue in the direction, but this time you're going to be watching his body language. And I remember this being like one of the most helpful tips like ever. So if let's say there's a dog coming towards you on the other side of the street, you're watching Ralph and the ears should be back while you're walking because he's focused and you guys are doing a structured walk. The second he sees that dog, the ears are going to pop up because he's going to be like, Mm -hmm. oh, and you don't want him to even like for a second. So you see the dog coming, his ears pop up, pop the leash uh-uh, and do a 180 again and then turn around and do a 180 back. And again, and okay. keep the ears down. And if the ears pop up again, like he's interested and he's because he's essentially his ears popping up means he he's not focused on you anymore. He's focused on what uh, the dog yeah. across the street or whatever Qu'est-ce the heck it say? is. Qu'est-ce que c'est? Mama? and um so you got to watch the body language there because a focused dog on a leash that's walking with you is one that with snoot ahead um t- like a neutral sort of p- position like in a neutral like sort of stance and walk not pulling and ears back the ears are back okay So watch for that so that, and, and walk like that for a few days where you're literally just paying attention and any time and, and then midway through the, the walk. So even if he tries to stop and pee, don't let him be like, "Uh uh-uh, try to pull him along. Does he ever try to stop and pee on things? Um, not really. Okay. I feel like when he does a very like aggressive wanting to go to the side, it's because he needs to poop. Oh, okay. And sometimes I haven't let him and he just poops on the street. <laughs> okay. He's like, well, then I'm just going to poop <laughs> Well, right then here. I will poop on the street. Um, 
Yeah, then that's kind of a tough one because it's like, um, like I remember working with Mish. She would take her dogs out of the building. They'd go for a walk. They'd start walking. And when they got to the specific like patch of grass, that was the part mm-hmm. where, again, it's like, okay, we're not training anymore. That's where you use your release word, free. Okay, free so that he knows he can yeah. go snip around, take a quick pee, take a dump. And then w- once you're back on leash again and you're walking, you're that's all we're doing. We're walking. You're not looking at anything. You're not trying to smell anything. So same thing when you're walking with them, like really watch them. And anytime the ears come up, because it might be those leaves rustling over there. Or did that person just get into their car? Or did somebody just walk into their house? Or is there a dog right. barking at that window? You pop that leash and go, eh, eh like, or whatever your your noise or word, your no word is, and, and you keep it moving forward because you are on a structured walk where his only focus is you. Okay. Try, I would try to do that for a straight week because I remember, like, when Michelle took Becky to do this, and now, mind you, that was, like, with the e-collar too, but even with the prong collar, I think she didn't even have the e-collar on her at that one point because for Becky, it was squirrels. They would drive her... F- every dog that I've had is squirrel obsessed <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and every home that I've been to is like squirrel city where they like literally like dance on the fence and wave their tails around in a little show. <laughs> Hello, Gibbon. Hello, Driving them Becky. nuts. I remember Scraps, our first dog used to like, you'd open the door and he would run. And then of course the squirrel would run away on top of the fence or jump onto a tree and like take off and Scraps would get so frustrated. He would, he would bite the fence boards and he chewed through like two or three (laughs) of our fence boards because he'd be like, and (laughs) kind of get you. And even at the cottage, we have a bird feeder. And of course, the squirrels like go in, like, uh, eat, oh, get no. into the bird seed and stuff like that. And whenever my dad would let him out, Scraps would run to the bird feeder. The squirrel takes off onto a tree and Scraps, you could see the lower branches of the tree were all chewed out by Scraps. Oh, my God. Because <laughs> he'd be like, ah! and one time, like, when we first got Becky, Becky was the closest thing to him. And he bit her leg like she was like, yay! <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, sorry, sweetheart. Um, sweetheart, Ooh. sweetheart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get we'll get to this very soon. <laughs> Got a special okay. guest here, and you guys don't even know it yet. But um, Ooh. what are the uh, chances that Ralph will pull like crazy with the prong collar? <laughs> well, you just don't you just don't let him. Like that's yeah. the good thing about the prong collar is that like that pressure like they 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 shouldn't and they won't and I'll come over to see what he's like on it because I'm curious to know what he's doing and what you're doing. Yes. Because again, me having the biggest pullers ever were transformed by the prong collar and I feel like I've got a pretty good handle on the prong yeah. collar and what you're doing with it. So maybe even one this night is this my week- first prong. Yes, maybe one night this week I can even come over and we can go on a, a brief marche together. Yeah, because uh, I know when I was walking him in the pet store, like he would go off to the side and I would just do like a little pop. Yep. Um, and then he'd come back. So mm-hmm. hopefully. And then I did like a bit of a walk in the living room. Yep. Like the 180s. And how how far are you letting him go ahead of you? So... Not very far. He he actually follows me. Okay. Yeah. Good. Like in the living room, he'll follow me, whether he's on the prong, on the slip lead. Okay. Yeah. I just go, 
Like I go to the end. Yep. And when I'm about to turn, I go, Ralph, like the first time, and then he'll follow me. And then that's pretty much like it. Every time I turn around, he just kind of follows me. Do you guys uh, sit and stop before yeah. you cross any street? Yeah. Okay, good. Mm-hmm. Perfect. And Not all of them, that. but some of them, yeah. Okay. All right. So I would start there. And then as he becomes more obedient, remembering his leash manners and this sort of thing, then you've got the prong and he know he'll know by testing him with other triggers and stuff that you mean business and that he is not going to get the prong off until he is listening to you and focused on you. Mm-hmm. So even when you go, like when, when Hugh takes him to the park and he takes him out and enters the park, does he make him like sit or is it just like you, they jump out of the car and go? They just jump out of the car. See, I would keep him on leash. I would bring him into yeah. the park. I would make him sit and then well and stay while I remove the collar and that he has to sit in that position and then free let him go yeah so again it's like another threshold almost mm-hmm. so if you could if you could get your boyfriend to do that yet i think yes. that would be helpful like everything is a everything outside of the house especially outside of the house is going to be a threshold a some work involved with it and his freedoms that he gets are going to be his rewards and, and yeah. even if that's a playing a playing fetch, you know what I mean? Yeah. So keep him on the leash in the car. Um, y- you take him out. You make him sit while you close the door and grab your other things so that he's sitting there in a perfect sit while he- your boyfriend gets uh, any of the stuff that he needs organized. Then enter the park. Um, again, watching and do this with the prong. And so you might have to teach your boyfriend how to properly use the, the prong as well. And... So that you have them in a sit and a stay and make them wait there for like, you know, a good 10 seconds or so until Mm -hmm. you take the prong off and then say free and then all right and then throw the ball. Good boy. Good boy. And then the reward for working so hard, you know? Yeah. I would start there. And then eventually when you go to see the mooch, the mochi mochi, um, again, you have that prong and he has, if you're meeting at a park. I would ask them to keep Mochi on the other side if they can. And if she's listening, like close to them and not so that she's not literally charging at him because that's going to make things yeah. very difficult. Ask if they can keep her on leash or in a sit stay and he's where he can see her and you get him th- that focus on you. Does he know the command? Look at me. No, just like Ralph. And if he. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm hmm. Because say Ralph and, and and I would get him to so that he looks at you. Did you do that? Like and reward him so he knows when you say yeah. Ralph, he's supposed to look at you. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Does okay. he look at me when Mochi's around? No. So <laughs> you keep him on that prong with the pressure on and you say Ralph. And then as soon as he looks at you, good, good boy. And then take off the prong and let him go. Go to town. Okay. Go to town, Ralph. he's pretty good like with the door threshold yeah like he's he's good to wait like the picture i sent you of him Mm -hmm. sitting outside at the door yes that's because i opened it like a crack and i'm like ralph sit and then i opened the door and he was just sitting there waiting for me to tell him to come in that's good yeah (laughs) see it would be a little visitor (laughs) 
it, and it would be good if you could bring Mochi over to your house and have Mochi on the inside where he's outside and get him to sit and stay mm-hmm. and open the yeah. door and wait until you give him the command to come in. You know what I mean? Yeah. Working that up. Cause it's, it is, it's, it's all about slowly working your way up to the ultimate distraction. And you do that by practicing like the small stuff and scaffolding on it. Right. So we start by inside, we start by with a little bit more distraction. We start by a little more distraction. We start. So, um, is there anything else you want to say about Ralph? Cause this might be a good <laughs> segue into. <laughs> no, no, that was it. Into my snoots. <laughs> I can't wait to have him. Anyways. I know I also have to yeah. put in the effort and I find winter awful because you have especially with the e-collar it's like you have your mitten on you're trying to push a button you have ralph in one hand you have treats in your pocket it's like it just doesn't work i know if i won the lottery i would i would seriously make like um a building where it could be like a winter hangout for dogs and that you could have one section and this is where dogs are working on their distractions so like training only in this Mm. area and then a free-for-all in this area and then a pool in that area wouldn't that be an awesome doggo facility? Yes. We'd call it Snoots Land. <laughs> <laughs> Want to go to Snoots Land? <laughs> yes, mommy. <laughs> oh, my God. We could sell memberships to Snoots Land because that's the other thing, too, is the snow even and uh, all of it. Mm-hmm. The snow is so messy. Ugh. Anyways. Uh, it's cold. Um, So moving on to and some of these things that I was just giving you advice on was stuff that I needed a reminder of on this weekend so (laughs) my big news is say it say it say it I got a new snoot we got a new doggy (laughs) so um from previous episodes if you were listening um we, I had two dogs. We had Gibbon, our, our Weimaraner, and Becky, who we rescued several years ago, many years ago. And they were our two dogs. And um, Becky, unfortunately, passed away over Christmas very unexpectedly. It was very sad. We kicked off the year with a really depressing episode about it. And um, <laughs> anyways, so slowly we were starting to talk about, okay, what would we like as our next dog? And again, if you've been listening to any of our episodes, you know, one of the biggest ones that I want, was very curious about was a cane corso. A cane corso. Cane corso. So... That was the big discussion in our family. I have a, a husband and two boys who are teenagers. And um, the teenagers were just in love with the Weimaraner. And they were like, no, we have to get another Weimaraner. My husband was completely on board with me for the King Kane Corso. <laughs> and it was sort of this divide <laughs> in the family. So um, we were taking the time because we knew we didn't want to rush into a dog and a puppy right away. And we were having this continuous debate of large breed dog versus like the beautiful Weimarana that we already had. And um, there was pros and cons to each, right? And like, um, I was very tempted to get the Cane Corso, but I decided just to check in with Gibbon, my Weimaraner's breeder, to just see when um what the wait list was like for a puppy and i'd been looking at like some cane corso places but i hadn't really found like a breeder per se and didn't want to reach out um quite yet but i decided to reach out to uh the breeder because i already had their contact and they knew me and i always share photos of a gibbon with them and 
anyways, I just said, um, what is your wait list like for puppies? Our older dogger, uh, dogger <laughs> passed away over the holidays. <laughs> and they were like, oh, we're so sorry to hear that. They're like, we're looking, um, uh, the next available litters would probably be at the beginning of summer. And I was like, amazing, because my husband is a teacher and has the summer off. So it'd be like, great. It seemed like it was going to work out great. And then I decided to say to him, because they are like legit breeders and they do multiple litters like a year, they have a pretty good kennel set up. And um, I just said, if you get any returns, please let me know. And um, so uh, about like a little under a week went by and um, the breeder texted me back and said, it's great that you texted me the other day because Gibbon's cousin got returned to us the other day. Her, her <laughs> name's Lou and she's five years old and she's like Gibbon's legit cousin. Like their moms were sisters and she was in the litter right before Gibbon. So her birthday is February 20, February 20 something, February 25th. And anyways, in Gibbon it's coming soon and uh gibbon's birthday was is uh april 27th so they're like two months apart and i was like oh my god i'm like okay well let me talk to my family so i went home and showed them the photo of miss lou and they were like yes <laughs> <laughs> yes please get her and so um i let the breeder know yes we were definitely interested and what can we do so anyways so i made plans with them and uh vero and i <laughs> took let's boop snoots on the road because she was in the next city over from us about two hours away and um we went to pick up miss lou oh she's I know. so cute she's very she's cute pretty she's pretty she's, she's very pretty she's got a very long snoot she's got a very dainty like much <laughs> narrower face than gibbs and it's so funny because i was just like oh but she doesn't quite look like a gibbs like is she can be as cute and i was like worried about all these things like picking her up but just knowing that she was going to be sweet and the breeder told me like she's an absolute sweetheart and um Anyways, the family that returned her uh, went through a divorce and the husband had taken her and was unable to keep up with uh, the demands of Babai Magana. So mm -hmm. returned her to the breeder. Anyways, she is, I can tell you, because she's like literally snoring away in my lap right now. Oh, I stuck it in her face and woke her up. Sorry, Lou. <laughs> I was trying, <laughs> trying to capture the snoring on... Uh, on uh, Let's Boop Snoots. But anyway, she is, and she's been doing very well. So there was all these questions that we had, like, are they going to know they are related? Like, are they going to get along? Like, all this sort of things. I was like, oh, my God, what are we going to do? Like, anyways, it was just super exciting. But we went and picked her up. And um, there's a park across the street from our house. Uh, the snow is a little bit deep in my backyard, so there's not as much freedom to, like, run around, like, freely and get around. So I didn't want them to feel like they were trapped or couldn't move and have, like, a a bad uh, experience meeting for the first time. So we met at the park, and uh, I put it on an Instagram video <laughs> about it. Yes. <laughs> I made an Insta <laughs> on Gibbon's Insta account, and... Um, playing the, the song reunited and it feels so good <laughs> <laughs> and um I have to say it's been going smooth but there's uh, again so just to walk through some of the things to consider when she's a rescue and like you you just get so comfortable and you forget about like all the training days and 
considerations that you have to take into account and this sort of thing. But anyways, the first day I knew like not to try to get her to do anything, force anything. Like this is a new home. She's now been bounced from like, I'm sure their family home to the divorced husband's home back to the breeder. And now she's coming to my place. So it's like after a two hour car ride from Montreal, I knew not to overwhelm her with things and it was good because our house was like nice and quiet for like her arrival. The teenagers were upstairs and they were aware like you just need to give her her space for like the first few days and let her just adjust. And I, it's, it's so sad to watch with a rescue, but like so rewarding because like we went and got her yesterday, but already I can see that she's slowly making gains and like becoming more comfortable. So like yesterday, she just like jumped up on this couch and we're okay. Cause like in this one room, it's like, yeah, the dogs can go on the couch. They were pretty much dog couches since day one anyways. So it was like, yep, she's allowed to be there. And she just jumped, jumped up there and sat there and was just like shaking. And I was like, Oh no. Mm. Gibbon was so good. He gave her her space. He would come and give her a sniff. There was no growls. There was no, I call it the Elvis Presley, like lifting of the corner of the lip, like they're going to growl or snap or anything. There was none of that. Like he was so respectful of her, which was really nice. And um, she just, you can tell she doesn't know what the heck is going on. And yeah. I, I had asked the breeder and Vero had asked too, like, does she know her commands? And he said, well, she knows like sit with like a treat kind of. But again, like she wasn't responding that to me yesterday. So I decided to not like feed her again because they're just so overwhelmed. You don't even want to force food on them or anything like that. So I didn't feed her, but she came into the kitchen was sniffing around the bowl. So I decided to pull out some kibble in my hand and I just was feeding it to her as she followed me around the house. So I was just like, I was putting my hand down at my side and like she was following me and I'd feed her little bits of kibble and she was following me around and eating it. So it was like, perfect. So she did that really well. And then I d decided to see if I could get her to sit. So it was really difficult for her to sit. And this is where I sort of segued into this story because Gibbs was in the room and I had him in place. So he's sitting to the side, literally just watching. But that alone is a, distract a distraction enough, right? Mm -hmm. So when I spoke to my friend Mish about it, she was just like, yeah, she's like, no, 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 like put him upstairs or put him like go into the other room um, and make sure he's not around and work with her one-on-one -on -one without him around. And um, yeah, so I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought him being in place would be like good enough, but uh, no, it's um, it's going well. So she she's she picked up sit really quick by hand feeding her like kibble, a bit of kibble last night, and we did it again today. Um, she's definitely following me around, like at my side, like nonstop, <laughs> <laughs> and same with my husband. But she, like, slept on the couch next to Gibbon last night. They were both sleeping side by side, which was, like, super cute. He's being, like, Aww. like I said, super respectful. So no crate? No, we d and we didn't put her in a crate because we let our dog sleep in bed with us. And the two of them slept yeah. in bed with us last night with, like, Aww. no problem at all. So that was nice. But it's, um, so, again, my, my friend Michelle sent me th this uh, little reminder, which is um, a great tool. And I made my whole family read it. And it's called um, the 333 rule. Okay. So the first one is three days. So, like in the first three days, 
the dog's feeling overwhelmed, maybe scared and unsure of what's going on, not comfortable enough to be him or herself, may not want to eat or drink. They might want to shut down and just curl up in a crate or hide under a table. And uh, they're testing boundaries. So that's like in the first three days, which again, it's so true. So like in that room, we have two couches sort of like not right next to each other, but kind of across from each other. So at first when I was like, trying to get her to sit and stuff like that she would get confused and she'd jump on one couch and then jump to the other couch and then jump to the other couch and then jump to the other couch and you could just tell she was super confused it's like I don't know what you want from me (laughs) just sort of jumping around and it was so cute because like later on like last night in the evening she was just so exhausted right like from the stress of it all Mm -hmm. and she was like sleeping on the couch and Gibbon went and got his rope and like brought it over to her and was like look look like I I got this rope. I got this rope we can play with. Like, you ever seen a rope before? Like, you should check this out. You could have fun with this rope. <laughs> and she was just like, "Yeah, no." And no. I was like, "Gibbs, like, like back, back, back." And he, he just like left her be. But it's, I think that's promising too. That he's like, "Hey, yeah, want to want to play?" It's just like a typical yeah. dude though, like not reading the room. Like, no, she does not want. <laughs> she clearly does not want to play right now. You know. So that was yeah. kind of funny. But um, no, so far so good. There hasn't been any like big problems. And I know it's early and I probably shouldn't have done this today. But because things were going so smoothly and well, and I felt like, and again, when I was taking her home, I cleared all of the toys out. So there would be no uh, guarding or ter- like nothing that would add any potential to there being like a fight or a mishap of any kind, you know? But anyways, and, uh, but they've been doing well and he did get his rope, I mentioned later. And, uh, we put that off to the, like, we played a little quick game of rope. And again, she just started shaking. Like, she was just like, what the hell is going on? What is, what is the deal with this rope? So, you know, we just like, again, as, as a reminder from Michelle is like, your, your automatic response responses to be like it's okay and like pet her right but then you're rewarding the behavior so she's like just neutralize it don't acknowledge her shaking or anything like that and just continue because gibbon's allowed to play with this rope he's not doing it or getting in her face or jumping on her or anything she's just freaked out as then like is this what goes on here like you know just trying to yeah figure it all out so it is new and there's everything is new to her right now so it's just remembering those things. But anyways, so today my husband and I had to go for an appointment and my sons were in the house, but they were upstairs sleeping. And we have this like area where we can close the doors and keep the dogs like just in that area. And I've only been letting her in this one area of the house. Cause again, you don't want to overwhelm them with like the entire area of a house where they're like so many smells and like, what's this over here? And what's that over there? And sounds like the washing machine, they, I think when Vera, when we arrived back to my house, my husband was making a soup in this like blender, like uh, the Insta blender or whatever. And uh, <laughs> yeah. so it would, it, it like heats up and then it bl- starts to blend. And so that was freaking her out a bit, like, cause it would be like, eh, and she was like, what the hell? <laughs> like, so it's just <laughs> getting used to the new sounds, smells like noises of like a new household, you know? But anyways, so we decided to leave them together while we went for this appointment and I told my kids come down and check on them listen because you can pretty much hear everything throughout our house 
if there's any barking or anything like that, go down and see what's going on. And we left for our appointment and we have another friend that's staying with us. He rents a room in our basement and uh, he went upstairs to check on them and he texted. He's like, no, they're doing great. Like everything's fine. So I didn't, we didn't put her in the crate. Um, the breeder told us that in her last family home, like there was also two dogs and she would escape the crate sometimes, but the other dog was not crated. So I don't want to create that scenario. And I didn't ask if there was any major behavioral issues, but in the area that I'm keeping her in, I'm not concerned of any huge potential dangerous problems. Like she, if she destroys the couch, yeah. those, those couches are gross anyways, <laughs> I'd be happy. Now that's <laughs> not saying that I want her to, or that I would encourage the behavior, but so far, like we haven't seen anything, but anyways, um, back to the three, three, three rule, I digress. So the, the first one was in the three days. Then it says at, after three weeks. So after three weeks, the dog is starting to settle in. are starting to feel more comfortable, uh, realizing that this is possibly like their forever home. They're starting to figure out the environment. They're getting it into a routine and they're starting to let their guard down and showing you their, their personality a little bit more. And this is when behavior issues might start showing up. So that's good mm. to know like in the next, like going into the next couple of weeks, see how she does. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it might be great, but she's just so shell shocked like today that leaving her for an hour wasn't like a huge thing. Then after three months, it says the dog is finally completely comfortable in the home is building trust and, a, and bond with the family members and gained a complete sense of security with the new family and set in the routine. So it's three, three, three. So cool. that's, good to follow see if we're on track see how she's doing but again i don't know if it's because they're family members or what but i'm like already in the last 24 hours i've found that you can see that she's starting to get more comfortable there's like less shaking yeah. um tonight for like this morning she ate like i gave her a tiny bit of kibble and the breeder told me she's a slower eater, whereas G Gibbon, we have to give him a puzzle bowl because he eats so fast. He's like, nom, 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 <laughs> nom, nom. And like I had my um, my son help like because I make the dog sit and stay where she didn't have like any of these structured things. And again, she's like also from a different language. And I don't know if that makes a, a huge difference. Like all of a sudden they're in an English home, not that they can understand like a bunch of stuff. Anyways, so I don't know. We'll see. But when I call her name, she comes and I, and I was hand feeding her. So we're doing a lot of hand feeding and we're just going to see how it goes. Did you walk her? Yep. Today we took her out for a run at the park. So again, mm -hmm. we, we walked across the street. Sorry if you heard some meowing. That was my mom calling me on my cell phone. <laughs> That's her ringtone. <laughs> meow. Meow. <laughs> we took them across the street to the park and they went for a run together. And she's so funny. She's got the, she's got bigger feet than Gibbon. <laughs> she does. Like huge feet. Yeah. I'm, I'm hoping she's a swimmer. Oh, if she's a swimmer, that will make me so happy. Oh, <laughs> Maybe. please, 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 please. Oh, she can swim with Ralph. But, um, yes. And, um, mm -hmm. can you hear the snoring? <laughs> That's not no. very loud. It was kind of <laughs> loud. Sorry about that, guys. It's very cute. She's just like snoring away here at her side. And on her side and with like a foot up the odd time, which again, 
is showing like vulnerability and like starting to yeah, trust me a little bit, you know. I kept telling her, I'm like, all we're gonna do is love you. Don't worry. All we're gonna do is love you. I think she's getting it. I think she's getting yeah. it. <laughs> so we've been very gentle. We've been very giving her her space. But after all, she is a Weimaraner, and I have to tell you, like the breeder was right. Like she wants to be like with you, and she's like an ostrich. Like she buries her face between your back and like the <laughs> back of the couch, or she'll like bury her face in your lap. Aww. Anyway, she's very. She's very sweet. And Vero and I saw this on the drive on the way home. I was driving <laughs> and she kept like literally like forcefully nudging in between my arm and like armpit, like through the side being mm-hmm. like, hello, pets, pets, please hello. for you. Vero was petting her and she's like, yeah, I know she's petting me. But like you too, though, like you too have to pet me. <laughs> <laughs> so very sweet. I think she's going to be a sweet cuddler. And it was, uh, it's funny because I got like a shot of her and Gibbs on the same couch like at opposite ends of the couch but both curled up in the exact same way and both looking at the camera so cute and I was sending it out to like friends and family members so I sent it to my dad and he was like how do you tell which is which and I said well one speaks French and one speaks English (laughs) (laughs) because she came from a French city and a French family so (laughs) he he didn't really respond to that but I thought it was pretty funny (laughs) (laughs) but uh even so even even my dad like I called him today because I knew like during the week normally when we go to work he would come to walk Gibbon but so I called him to say like listen are you gonna come see your grand doggy or what and he was like yeah well tomorrow and I was like well I was gonna call to tell you this because she doesn't know who he is and like this is gonna be her first day alone and like we just don't know how it's gonna go so I just said maybe don't come tomorrow let her settle in for like another week or so and then he said he was look he's like well I'm going to the cottage this weekend I don't know if I'll take her up there and I was like no no don't take her to like yet another like long drive in new place like that's gonna freak her out so and I think the first time she goes to the cottage like I'll probably go with her but um so, but I said, by all means, take Gibbs because if she, if he takes Gibbs, like then that gives me alone time to train her and work on some of the stuff without the distraction of Gibbs around. I think she's having Gibbs. a dream. <laughs> she keeps making the funniest noises. <laughs> and that's another thing is she makes like the exact same noises as Gibbs. So like when Gibbon and like Matt and I call it the harumps. So like whenever he like goes to lay down or whenever you scratch his ear, he goes like, so when he goes to lay down, he'll go. <laughs> and she makes like the exact same noises or like when he scratches his ear and it's feeling really good or you're scratching his ear, he's like, <laughs> and she does the same oh thing. God. They're just so cute. Cousins. And I think that, I think they're gonna love each other because they're cousins, and yeah. I think I think he knows. Maybe it's just me personalizing it and being a weird, like, humanizing dog person. But <laughs> he's just been so good to her and so patient, and the yeah. tails are wagging, and like so far, so good. So I have to say, so far, it's been pretty smooth. Stay tuned. <laughs> I'm sure. Just when things are going nice and smooth, you just never know. Maybe she's three gonna... weeks. Yeah, let's wait until three, three weeks. weeks. See how she does. But um, no, so far so good, man. Oh, that's awesome. And that's my news. That's my snoot news. (laughs) We, um, 
we've been talking like on and off about a second dog, which we're not ready for. And I think we talked about this on the last episode where it was like breeder versus rescue. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking maybe pot cake, but then we yep. went to Bruce Pitt today and we saw a puppy St. Bernard. Oh my God. Oh, so cute. Oh my God. I can't even, I can't even. So imagine. cute. So cute. But first, we got to get Ralph in order. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Ralph has got to get his manners down. Yeah. Down He's not butt. so bad. Yeah. Just a couple of things. Just a little couple of things to work on. That's like the good thing about dogs is that you can always like work on. You can teach an old dog new tricks. That's mm-hmm. literally what I'm going to be doing for the next couple of weeks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My five-year-old Weimarana. But uh, it's it's good that she's into the food and is like very responsive to that. And it's just a matter of starting from scratch with her and us. Yeah. Letting her get a bit comfortable, slowly introducing these concepts to her alongside our routine. And surely it will go well. Hey, She's like dead asleep. I'm sure she's just so exhausted again from the excitement of of it all. Stress and excitement and... Yeah. Oh, Lou. Oh, she's so sweet. Eh? You're so sweet with your big foots. Your big foots. She's got big feet. She's got big feet. She, she was so awkward running too. I don't like you can tell like they haven't walked her in a while. Like I said, she's like a little bit of a chonk. <laughs> she's a little bit un like I, I wouldn't say she's fat, but I would say she's like no. borderline over overweight, like borderline. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see with all the walks and stuff like that, that that they get in this household. And especially once she's comfortable enough going up to the cottage where they just literally mm-hmm. run and swim. Oh, man, I hope she swims. Oh, I hope she's a swimmer. That will be, uh, I think, really good for her. But even today, like running in the park, she was just so like awkward and <laughs> she <laughs> tried to take like a corner, like going around the park and was just like she's it's just like legs everywhere and like <laughs> slipping kind of. And like you can tell she's drifting. just like, oh, yeah, she's like Tokyo drifting like big time, but like <laughs> not even like gracefully, like really awkwardly and legsy. <laughs> And I kept calling them my my frozen hippos because they're like these two Aww. gray beasts running around, and they would snap at the snow like every once in a while. I think to get like a little bit of a little bit of water moisture into them. Yeah. So I kept calling them my my frozen my snow hippos. Cute. <laughs> oh, so cute. So cute. So cute. So cute. Is that a wrap? I think that's a wrap. For this episode it is so stay tuned so exciting on let's boop snoots where you can hear about lou oh she just turned mm-hmm. on her back she's all paws in the air she loves me she really loves me guys <laughs> <laughs> we'll see she you said next yes week to heidi oh she did say yes to heidi she did she said yes to the easy dress <laughs> <laughs> All right. Tune in next week. Tune in next week. On Les Boops News. On Les Boops. Let's Boops.